Hey, my friend. Okay, look down at your wrist. What are you wearing? I bet you've got some kind of fitness device, tracker, watch, smartwatch, electronic kind of gadget for measuring some sort of exercise or fitness around your wrist. Today, we're going to be talking about fitness trackers, wearable technology, and whether or not they can actually help your weight loss. I'm going to be sharing with you some top tips to get the most out of your wearable technology. But before we get started on today's episode, just want to remind you that if you would like to win a free 20 minute coaching session with me, scroll down into the show notes, click the link, it will take you to a Google form, complete the form, and you might be one of the lucky three people to win a 20-minute coaching session at the end of November. Welcome to the Productive Mum podcast. I'm SJ, mum, former teacher, cycling fanatic, fitness coach, life coach, nutrition coach and lover of Jesus. I am here to encourage and empower Christian women to live their healthiest and most productive life. Mama, raise your hand if you are fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy. You're frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can actually stick with and you drink too much coffee because you're tired by 3pm every single day. If you're ready to reclaim your energy, your time and show the world and your daughter that getting healthy and feeling great doesn't have to come at the expense of time, frustration or overwhelm and that empowered living starts with making the right choices every single day and that you are not defined by a dress size or a number on the scale, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dive in. Hey friend, I bet you have some kind of wearable technology strapped to your wrist right now. Whether you might actually be using it to listen to me and this podcast episode, or perhaps you've done what I've done whilst I am recording this episode. I've actually taken mine off because it gets in the way. Are you a Fitbit girl? Are you an Apple iWatch user? Or are you a Garmin girl? Either way, it doesn't matter, but it's really likely that you are listening to me and probably wearing some kind of wearable fitness technology. It's everywhere now, isn't it? And today I want to talk about some of the benefits of having these things, how we can get the most out of them, and then I'm also going to share how I use mine. Okay, let's start off with some stats. When I was researching for this episode, I discovered that in 2021, so far, about 81 billion US dollars has been spent on this wearable technology. And of course, Apple is the biggest player in the market and actually has over half of the wearable technology fitness device market, which is huge, isn't it? And I wonder what you think about them. Do you have one? How do you use it? What do you do with it? Or is it just something that's sort of attached to your wrist and you sort of use occasionally? And are you getting the most out of it? So today I'm going to be talking about how you can get the most out of the fitness aspect of your wearable technology because I think they have some great advantages and you do I don't know if you remember the days I remember them when these things sort of first started with you know having like a pedometer that would sit in your waistband and would count your steps or you'd have something attached to your trainers and that would count your steps and things have moved without showing my age a bit there things have moved on massively since then and these 
apps and these wearable technologies can track some amazing things and they can be incredibly supportive to us if you are on a fitness or a weight loss journey. So let's first of all talk about how you can get the most from your tracker. So first of all, really the key thing is getting the right one. And the right one is gonna depend on a couple of factors. It's gonna depend on your budget, like how much money you really want to be spending. And they vary from, you know, like a like 20 to 30 pounds, up to hundreds and even thousands of pounds. So your budget is going to be key and also the use that you have for it. And the use is going to be dependent on if you're somebody who just wants something that's going to track your steps to are you somebody who's, um, you know, like a semi-professional athlete who is, you know, planning on doing like I used to do duathlons and triathlons and that sort of thing. And I know from when I was doing my training for those kind of events, how important my wearable technology was because I needed it to track my times, the the locations where I was cycling. And I actually used um, a fitness tracker, a Garmin one that was that had GPS on it. So it would link to my phone and I'd be able to plot all of my runs and all of this kind of really clever stuff. But now that I'm not doing that, I don't use that particular product as much. So the use that you have for it is going to be important. Do you want to be able to swim with it? Then making sure that it's waterproof, of course, is going to be key. And do you need, and get honest with yourself, like you might have the budget to have some fun and to play around with it. But are you going to end up spending a lot of money on something that actually you're not going to use? Are you going to spend the time learning how to use it properly? And if you're not, then you're probably better off saving your money and maybe using that money to put to something else. Because if that's the case, you're just kind of buying an expensive technological bracelet, aren't you? And you might as well buy a piece of jewellery. So that's number one. Number two start gradually with it. I mean, I know what it's like when you get this new piece of technology and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that with it. And it's really, really exciting. And it's so easy to kind of get carried away with it, isn't it? And these watches are often linked to apps on your phone and they help you to set goals for all sorts of different things. And my key piece of advice with this is to go at it gradually, like one goal at a time. Now, I'm an iWatch girl. Don't hate me if you are an Android user. Please, can we still be friends? And on my iWatch, you can set things like your active minutes, the number of steps that you should be taking, the number of active calories. And if you have got a tracker that's tracking lots and lots of different things, I think it's important just to focus on one thing at a time. Now, I know a lot of people like the 10,000 step goal. And I think that's really great from one perspective because it does encourage you to get up and move around. But something you should be aware of with these watches when you're setting a goal like a step goal is that sometimes they'll pick up on the movement just of your wrist. Now, Tim is a prime example for this. He can sit all day in a tractor and his Fitbit thinks that he's walked like 25,000 steps, but that's purely because he's bouncing around in a tractor cab. My mum's is the same when she's riding her horse as well. It will think that she is um, walking when in fact, actually she's not, she's riding her horse. 
This is why I actually like the idea of active minutes. 30 active minutes per day, I think, in my opinion, is a better goal to focus on and to set yourself. And the reason why is if you're doing 30 active minutes a day, and by active minutes, we mean increasing your heart rate, like moving your body in a way that is going to get the blood pumping around your body, gets your heart rate up. It starts to produce all those really great effects from exercise. So I think active minutes is a far better target to start with than having a target of like 10,000 steps because you could kind of walk 10,000 steps really slowly, but that's not gonna have the same benefit for you than if you actually do 30 minutes of like really good active power walking. Number three is that you do need to check in with it because you need to see where you're at, what you're doing. Now, most of them, just if you move your wrist and you look at it, will show you straight away where you're at, what you're doing. You can change the way the screen looks so that you can get the information that you need. It's important to check in with it. And many of them will actually remind you if you haven't moved for a while, it will remind you to get up and move. They can remind you to do all sorts of other things like to drink water. They can remind you that you need to do some more active minutes. They'll remind you to do anything that you want them to. So that is one of the great benefits of these things is that they will automatically or you can set reminders to keep yourself active and to keep yourself moving. And I think if you're somebody who sits at a desk like all day or you can find yourself you know sat at home with your kids all day if you have a look at this piece of technology and you think oh gosh you know I could really do with moving around a bit more this is where they work this is where they are great because they're helping you to remind you that you need to keep moving you need to keep mobile because we know how good that is for our health Okay, number four, one of the things I love about this wearable tech and the apps that they are supported by is how social they can be. So you can set up like little challenges with your friends, with your family, with your running club, with your cycling club, and you can compete against each other, you can encourage each other. There's also apps like Strava where you can look at other people's PBs and you can compete against their their routes and they also give you ideas for routes to go on. I used to use Strava a lot again when I was competing in cycling events when I was training for them and it would just kind of give me a bit of an idea and a perspective on how fast other people (laughs) were cycling in certain places. Um, There's a lot of kind of conflict that goes on now particularly around Strava with e-bikes but that's something for another day perhaps. One of the other ones that I really love that I'm super into at the moment that I mentioned last week was a app called MyZone and I have got a heart rate monitor which is from a company called MyZone and I what I love about MyZone is that it's a, a community so you can have a group of you within like a fitness club in like a gym like my gym and they you all come together as a group and you can see each other's progress you can share your progress together you can have them for like your local running club they're just a really sociable way of you know like motivating fitness and if you're someone who likes a bit of healthy competition and it motivates you then that's where they can really really come into their own. Now all of that being said my final point with this is that they do come with a little bit of a health warning. 
which sounds really crazy considering they're a piece of wearable fitness technology. But the first thing to remember is that that thing strapped around your wrist that is supposedly measuring your heart rate, measuring your steps, measuring your calories are not 100% accurate. And if you're using that technology to work out how many calories you've burnt off in your spin class and you're then going off and having a pizza because you've burnt off about 500 calories in your spin class and you're doing a bit of an uh, exercise food trade-off, it's not going to help you on your weight loss journey because they're not 100% accurate. I think the parameters are somewhere between 20 to 30% of inaccuracy. And if you're looking at that on like a weekly term in terms of your calories, that's going to be quite a big number. So don't be surprised if it's not always accurate. And my other health warning that comes with these pieces of wearable technology that you might find you feel guilty of, and I know that I've done this myself, so this is kind of me giving myself a bit of a pep talk here, is that this is not a tool to beat yourself up with. Not literally, I'm not saying you like take it off and like bash yourself around the head with it, but Often having these technologies, if we are not hitting the goals that we're setting and it's there as a constant reminder on our arms can be pretty demoralizing and it can kind of make you feel a bit rubbish. So wear it by all means, but also consider the fact that it's not always going to be accurate and do not beat yourself up if you're having a day where you're not like doing a hit workout every single day. And remember, this is really important when we're cycle syncing because we have periods of the month where our energy levels are high and we're going to be doing like really great big workouts and proper sweaty workout sessions. And we're going to be like, you know, maxing all the calories and all the rings and closing all the rings on all of the Fitbits and iWatches. But there's times of the month where we're resting, where we should be resting. So don't beat yourself up with this technology. If you're having a day where your body's saying to you, do you know what? I need to sit down. I need to chill out and I just need to take it easy. And if you don't close your rings or you don't hit your targets, it's not the end of the world. Now, I did say at the start of this episode that I would share a little bit of how I use my technology can't say that, technology. (laughs) I actually have an iWatch. I've had my iWatch for about six years now, which is quite impressive. I'm surprised it's last that long and now I've said that it'll probably break. But I use mine for two things. First of all, I use it to monitor my active minutes. As I said earlier in this episode, I really believe that if you want to improve your overall health and well-being, active minutes is really important because active minutes can be doing a proper workout or a weight session. But active minutes can be a good walk outside with your dog, with your kids. Active minutes can be bouncing on a trampoline and I think it's just a great way of reminding yourself that you need to get your heart rate up, that you need to get that blood pumping that's going to help you feel better. It's going to get those endorphins going. It's just exercise, just movement and we all know how great movement is. So I use mine to track my active minutes. I also use the health app on my iPhone to track my menstrual cycle and I use another app as well which is called MyFlow and that sends reminders to my smartwatch and tells me what 
phase of my cycle I'm in. So of course I use this technology to monitor my menstrual cycle so that I can be cycle syncing because of course you know if you're here and you've listened to me for a while I am all about the cycle syncing. And the final technology that I use now, and I did mention earlier in the episode that I use, I used to use a Garmin when I was training a lot on my bike, I was out for long periods of time. I used to use a Garmin because it had a GPS function. The battery life was amazing compared to a lot of the Fitbit and Apple technologies. And you could use it to plot your rides into apps and things on your computer. I don't use my Garmin anymore because I'm not doing that kind of training. But one of the things that I'm really into at the moment is something called MyZone. And this is a heart rate monitor that goes and sits just under your bra line. And what it does is it monitors your heart rate. It works out what your maximum heart rate is based on your age. So you take the number 220, take your age away from that number and you can work out what your maximum heart rate is. And then from that, it then works out the percentage of your heart rate that you're working at. So when you are in the gym, for example, and I use this in my spin class, you can see what training zone you are working in. So you can work out whether you're doing like fat burning training or whether you're doing endurance training or whether you're going and doing high intensity training and trying to push your heart rate as high as possible and for it to recover as quickly as possible. I'm absolutely loving the MyZone at the moment because I love the app that it is linked to on my phone. And I also love the community social aspect of it as well because we're all linked up in the gym that I go to. So that's a really, really great point from that piece of kit. On a final note with this, I really feel that if you are somebody who is using this technology, say for example, you've got a Fitbit or an iWatch, If you are using this technology for fitness, I really think it's worth investing in a heart rate monitor because the heart rate monitor is going to be far more accurate than the fitness calorie tracker on that iWatch and you can marry the two up together really, really effectively. But if you want to track how hard your body is working, the heart rate monitor is definitely the way to go. It's far more accurate than anything that goes around your wrist. And you could perhaps even, dare I say, not even have a wrist watch. You could just use your heart rate monitor when you're actually working out instead. I hope you found this episode helpful and a little bit of an insight into some technology. I'd love to know what you use. Are you a Fitbit? Are you an iWatch? Do you use a heart rate monitor? Jump into my email, hello at theproductivemum.co.uk. I would love to hear what you are using and how you're using it. And finally, don't forget to get yourself entered to win that 20 minute coaching session. The link to that is in the show notes that 20 minutes is yours. My time is your time. You can ask me anything, health and fitness related, cycle syncing, productivity, whatever it is that you want to ask, you can use that time for however you would like. I really look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Have an amazing day and I will speak with you soon. Thank you for listening. Hope you like it. Leave my mummy a you.